When you know and feel and act from your own heart, your very presence generates harmony, and that's what this is all about. Generation of Harmony shares perspectives, tools, and guidance so humanity can live in harmony with all of life. I'm Carrie Lake. The live videos we've been doing on Wednesday mornings for a few weeks now, it's kind of fun actually just to share some thoughts and some ideas, to share with you um, awareness that I have, awareness that I share um, just in the classes that I teach and when I do the one-on-one -on -one work. And so today, and hi Randy, thank you for being here, today I want to talk about our senses. A lot of what I talk about is senses, sensory awareness, because everything we do, when you look at it, everything we do is because of how it feels. We're taught that we have five senses, right? Five big dominant senses that are uh, provided by these particular organs, eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and skin. And that's clearly true. So not knocking that for a second, but then we have this whole sixth sense thing. And it seems like everything that isn't the big five gets dumped in to the sixth sense. And I think that's just because people lack a way to talk about it. There isn't a well-developed vocabulary for our senses at this point. So this is what I love to play with and this is what I love to share because everything is sensory. We talk about a, a sense of humor, right? And when we feel a sense of humor, somebody when we say somebody has a sense of humor, is that because we're analyzing that, what they say and then comparing it to history and calculating just how humorous this might be, is that what we're doing? Or are we getting a sense of them, a feel of them? There's a sense of gratitude. There's a sense of ease. There's a sense of presence. All of these are senses. It's something that we feel. There's a sense of fulfillment, right? We use this word sense in so many ways, but the mind still, for most people, when you talk about, when, when I say to people, just sense, what are, you, what are you sensing? Their mind gets kind of scrambled because the mind has been taught that there are five senses plus one. Coming, bringing it back to the animal kingdom, of course, the animals are always living in a state of being where they receive information from their senses. And we can verify, you know, we watch horses look up and watch the crows and get information from the crows. There might not be a way for science to quantify that right now. Maybe people are getting a little bit more aware of how, how to look at and measure these things, and it's cool. But why is it that a herd of antelope 
can tell the difference between when lions are hunting and when they're not, even before the lions make a move. They sense it. We have this instrument that is built to sense the same way the animal kingdom does. And the truth is, is we are sensing the entire universe, the people around us, the emotions around us. We're sensing possibilities. We're sensing what might have been. We're sensing everything all the time because we have this instrument that is designed to provide information through senses. It's called the body. And here's the fun thing. When you let senses be your priority, when you let your awareness be, uh, be not, not, I don't want to say focused because it's not like laser focus, right? When you let your awareness have the priority of this information that's provided by your senses, that is what meditation is leading you to. That is what all the practices are leading you to. That's what self-love leads you to. That's what all of the teachings lead us to, is awareness of our sense of connection with all of life. When you let that be the priority, that is when you can actually feel connected with all of life. That's where you can actually feel love. Not the unidirectional love that Hollywood says, you know, I love you and therefore blah, 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 and this is now your, your role and this is my role. It's not that at all. It's the, the openness and the awareness and the willingness to sense the presence of love, which is permeating everything, which is animating everything. Helping the mind prioritize senses involves helping the mind know where the body is and be able to recognize when I feel something, it's information. It's not this thing that is bad and I have to now make it stop. You know, Western medicine treats symptoms and if you feel something, it's a symptom. So then we look at it as a problem and we begin to treat it to make it stop or make it go away or figure out where the problem is. But here's the thing, your body is designed to provide you sensations. Your body's designed to say, here's something to look at. When the priority is recognizing that that's information before we decide it's a problem, we start to engage with the information our senses are providing. It's a little bit of a re-education for the mind. One of the earliest educations we got as little people is that comfort is good, pain is bad, and the point of life is to be undisturbed. We learn that generally even before we pop out of the womb because we are among other adults who are feeling the same thing and who were taught the same thing, right? So what if those aren't true? Have you ever played with that? Like, what if pain isn't bad? It always kind of cracked me up because then the, if pain is bad, 
Why do we say no pain, no gain? Right? There's all this twistedness in, in human minds. So rather than try to untwist everything, let's just sort of step into a different way and, and just consider that what if pain is information? What if intuition, which is a sensory experience, what if that's just information? How would I receive the information? How would I use it? What would it be telling me? Where would it be guiding me? What if comfort isn't necessarily good? Because did you ever notice that some people get too comfortable? So what if instead of saying comfort is good, we just say, okay, comfort is sensations. It's, it's how it feels. Engaging and starting to play with um, engaging with our world from an awareness of our senses, it starts to create a different landscape. You get this sort of topographical landscape where you can sort of feel their, the emotions going on over there, but they're not bad, they're just information. It's just information that says, that room is full of angry people. If I let myself sense that, how, how free am I to then walk in as myself without getting caught up in it, without being overwhelmed? If I let myself be aware of my senses and how my body actually feels, then I might wake up in the morning and feel, oh my God, so much pressure. But if I let myself be aware of that as information, rather than it's a problem, fix it. Hmm. I wonder how free I am then to take a look at what the sensations are and engage with them in a way that says, okay, then how can I best walk through my day? Making a priority of the senses gives you total freedom for how you want to bring yourself forward into whatever you're doing. Now, does this require practice? Come on, people. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. People will say all the time, they're like, yeah, Carrie, that sounds great, but that's, that takes a lot of practice. Well, here's the thing. Myself, I'm not uh, totally into practicing things. Um, around, I don't know, when I was 11 or 12, there was the, the, the journey with piano lessons. And my parents wanted me to take piano lessons, and they would have preferred that I do more with the piano than I did with horses, which I protested mightily, as you might imagine. And the thing of it is, is I, I kept being told, come on, practice. It's not going to happen unless you practice. Come on, practice, practice. And this whole idea of practice became like pressure. So I, I don't enjoy it. And as part of why for myself, when, um, when I started to learn, you know, I, I already had my sense of awareness, a sense of divinity, a sense of connection with all of life before I learned about meditation and um, spiritual things and shamanism and um, all sorts of different ways to arrive at your presence. And so when I learned about these things, there was still the uh, idea of, well, it takes practice. You have to practice. And at one point, you know, I was told it takes 30 years 
to master this. And yet I already felt I had the sense of what they were talking about. It takes 30 years of practice. And I'm just not going to spend 30 years doing one thing in order to master it. I knew that about myself. So I started looking for a different way. When I started looking for a different way to um, have the benefit of what these teachings and practices are, what I realized, it, well, I st the question I started to ask was, all right, well, if it takes 30 years, where is it they're taking themselves? What, where is it that they are going, what, what are they going toward? And invariably, the answer came out, whether it's when, if I'm practicing acupuncture, and I study and I study and I study, and then I work with clients and I work with clients and I work with clients. Is the whole point to work with clients? Maybe, but why am I working with clients? What is it about working with clients that would make me do that? That would make me spend 30 years doing that? What is it about um, helping anybody? What is it about working at a corporation, if I were going to do that, that would have me do it? spend my life doing that? What is it that I think it's getting me or where do I feel that it's taking me? And anytime I followed that track, no matter whether it was some sort of spiritual practice or some pragmatic uh, life endeavor, it always brought me to the awareness that if I'm going to work with clients my whole life and I'm going to practice acupuncture or medicine or healing or whatever it might be, then the reason I'm doing it is because it helps others. Great. Why is that important to me? Why would I help others? Because it's a good thing to do? I don't know, maybe. But why, if it's a good thing to do, why would I be doing a good thing? What is it about a good thing that would make me do it? And so I kept following with those questions. And Invariably, it always came back to, I do these things because of how it feels to be me when I do them. When I'm helping, when I'm contributing, when I'm sharing, when I'm creating, the actual creating and what happens in the physical world is a symptom of how it feels. It's the effect of how it feels to be me. And in order to you know i can take the 30 year journey of practicing something in order to seek and get and find what it feels like to be me but isn't that already existing and this is what people practice for is to get a sense of who they actually are sandrine hello drive safely and Catherine, hi, thank you for being here. Lisa, hi. Um, so when I'm talking about senses, I, I talk about senses because every other avenue I explored always took me back to awareness of the sense of your own presence. And... It, whether it's a religion or a study, whatever it is, when you follow all of those to why they exist in the first place, it's so that we can have a sense of our own presence, or a sense of our own beingness. 
So this, then I learned in talking to people that so many people think they sense, but they're thinking. And then there's this whole other group of people who do have profound ability to sense and, and sense the movement of consciousness, the movement of energy. But then when you, you ask them to feel their body, there's a disconnect. They're sensing out here. They're sensing remotely. They're sensing without the integration into their physical body when really, honestly, it's their physical body that's providing the information through their senses anyway. You, you wouldn't be sensing things without a physical body. When we don't have a physical embodiment, we just are. It's like um, asking air to feel air. We don't have senses when we don't have a physical. So sharing about senses, bringing your awareness to the big five senses, as well as the, the sixth sense, which is basically just a big lump of everything else, just because we don't have a way to, you know, a common way to talk about it yet. Everything you sense happens through your physical body. When you let your, when you give your mind that education and you say, hey, buddy, watch how the body actually feels. Watch what changes. Watch the subtlety of what changes in my body between getting out of the car and going in the store. Watch the subtle changes in maybe my solar plexus. Watch the subtle changes in my, the tone of my skin or the muscles in my face. All of that is your body providing you sensory information. And you don't ha it doesn't have to be complicated. Like you don't have to learn the cause and effect of these things before you start to notice them. That, that's a, an older teaching system that we grew up with that says, I'm going to give you information. You prove to me that you can repeat it. And now I will say you have accomplished. That's not the playing with your senses does not require that same educational system. Playing with your senses is crazy simple of saying, okay, I want to be aware of the, the tone of my skin and my muscles before I get out of the car. And after I get out of the car, I want to be aware of what changes when I walk from my house to the, into the coffee shop. I want to be aware of what changes when I sit down to my computer and after I open the email from that person that I was looking forward to hearing from. I want to be aware of the information that my body says, oh yeah, that's really happening. This kind of, a di it's, it's a different education because we're not seeking to learn something we don't know. This is an education that says, look at the information already being provided and look at the associations and the connections that seem obvious when you let yourself tune in.
It's an education we didn't get growing up when we were taught to be looking outside of us for whatever the truth might be or whatever is considered important or whatever we're supposed to be afraid of so that we can survive the day and all of that good stuff. That's all a very old paradigm that was built on having more is a good thing and if you don't have more you're gonna get killed. That's old. And, and it's okay, you know, it's where we've been. But starting to be aware of your senses as a priority is a different education that says, look at the system that already exists. Look at the information that's here for you. Look at it, how all this information uh, relates to itself. Look at the connections that once you notice the connection, your body says, ah, oh, there it is. And let that be information that informs how you can walk forward. These are systems that are so innate that they go unnoticed. But it begins by letting yourself make, make a priority of how it feels to be in your body. It is a total courage and vulnerability to be willing to feel your body. I mean, how many of us live out here up above our heads somewhere trying to scan and scan and scan the world around us and all the people and look out ahead and say, okay, what are they going through? What do I have to protect myself from? What's going on over here? What do I have to protect myself from? What have I experienced before that I don't want to happen again so I have to prepare, right? So many of us live in that space and the body is like, all right, okay, how do I do this? You know, living in that space is, um, it's a, it's a really good way to uh, leave your body open to ailments and difficulties and, um, you know, just general wear and tear. Making a priority of your senses is very much about recognizing, okay, it's, here's how it feels when I'm living up here. So instead, let's play with what it feels like to take my awareness right into my hand. So play with that for one second. Like crazy simple, kindergarten simple, right? Pretend you're a master. Pretend is one of the greatest tools in the world. Pretend you're a total master at this. And take your awareness. You can even travel right down your body like, and again, pretend. If your mind says, I don't know how to do that, you pretend. Pretend you know. And travel right down the center of your head with your awareness, as if you can take your mind right down through the center of your head, but watch how your head responds. And just notice, is there a difference? Do I feel a difference? Something different now than before I started when I travel down through my head and down through my neck. Maybe it's a big difference. Maybe it's a subtle difference. But if it's a difference, that means you're sensing. So, and, and it's your body responding. 
That means it's you coming into your body. So let yourself travel down through the neck, past the shoulders, and maybe just play with going out your shoulder, but don't go faster than the sensation, okay? Just play and follow the sensation as you travel down the arm, past the elbow, and up to your hand. Now again, this is kindergarten, right? Let's just be in kindergarten. When we're playing like this, what we're doing is giving the mind a new education that says, hmm, this is possible. We're connecting dots for the mind, because of course the mind has a concept up here that says, I am connected to my body. And yet here's the body down here while the mind is up there. So we're saying, okay, this is how you find your body. First, mind, pretend you're in the body. And then watch how the body communicates directly. Oh yeah, that's happening. And the body's communication is that simple. It'll just go, yeah, here's what that feels like. So just travel. And when you travel down to your hand, let's just take a look at it. Again, just to provide a new education for the mind. When I travel down to this hand, really simple, does it feel the same or different as the other hand? And just notice, same or different. Did something change? You don't have to name it. You don't have to define it. You don't have to go searching for what you don't have. Start noticing what you do have. Start noticing what you do sense. Start noticing how it does actually feel in the body. When? You travel, actually, in your body. Now again, I break it down um, this way because it's kindergarten for the mind that never had a, a solid foundation on how to use sensory information. So rather, and, and of course we have all the teachings of feel your body, feel your solar plexus, and depending which route you go, there are endless meditations for connecting with each of your chakras, for feeling your chakra opening, for watching and feeling the spiral energy moving through your body, or if you've never played in that realm and you don't play in the spiritual practices, we have the teachings of um, be careful, right? What is be careful? How do I know if I'm being careful? That was one that blew my mind when I was little. You're little, you get told to be careful, and all that really means is be afraid. Because careful, when someone says be careful, sometimes they're saying it with love, but most of the time it's laced with fear, isn't it? If I'm going to tell you to be careful, how much does that feel like fear and danger? So this word careful comes with fear and a sense of fear and danger. And that's what we learn. You know, that's what gets programmed. And it becomes automatic. And we repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it until one day some crazy person comes along and suggests that you might be able to be aware of those things and notice what fear feels like and say no thank you to it. Because 
even though fear is there, and this sense of danger is there, there's also all sorts of open space with options for how I can move through it and not be damaged in any way. So, there's, when people speak to us and say, be careful, or be good, or um, I miss you, or uh, let's get that project going, there is sensory information within all of it. When we tune into our heart center and we connect with the divine, when we connect with our higher selves, there is a sensory experience to that. You will feel something move in your body, even if it only occurs as a movement in your awareness or your pictures. Let, let the, start making a priority of noticing the movement and you are making a priority of being aware of sensory information. Little baby steps at a time, baby steps at a time help you build a foundation so that, for one thing, you have no fear of recognizing what you sense. You have no fear of having clarity for how you actually feel. You have no fear of walking into any situation because you can sense what's actually there. You're actually very, very well supplied with data and information when your senses are the priority. And if you like, you can bring your heart right into the situation. When I let my senses be the, the priority, I am actually engaging with all of life rather than holding myself separate and scanning the land to see where all of the protection needs to be, you know? I mean, look at this, I even look like a sorcerer, right? But when I let my senses, my awareness of the information provided universally through my instrument of sensory awareness, my body, when I let that be the priority, then it's much, 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 much easier to walk forward with my heart lighting the way because I can see what's going on over there. I can see what's going on over there. I can see what's going on over here. I can see there. I can get my guidance. I can be completely available as the light that I am, as the presence that I am, as the brilliance, the talent, humans that we are. The beauty and the magic of having human awareness is how, is, is the freedom that we have to use our sensory information. So the animal kingdom is sensing everything around them. And because they are, this is a big part of why we, when we connect with the animal kingdom, we can get information about our world, about ourselves, about our emotions that seems elusive to us if we just look at it ourselves. This, the animal kingdom is living in sensory awareness completely. And because they are such a beautiful um, 
partner to help humans open their hearts. Showing up with an open heart and connecting with animals opens us to sense and feel without the sense of threat, without the sense that the animals are out to get us because the animals have no judgment. A lot of why we're afraid to sense ourselves and feel ourselves as humans interacting with one another is because we can feel the judgments that are just processing, 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 processing in people's subconscious. When you start letting yourself sense, you start noticing and you're able to sense other people's judgments running, 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 running. When you let your awareness of your own body be the priority, that actually puts you in a place of clarity so that you know how your own presence feels in your body. And when something else comes up, you say, oh, that's actually not me. That's something else. And when you let yourself have that experience, it gets more and more easy to navigate the world without being bombarded by other people, without being overwhelmed or overtaken. So this is why going back to my little ditty about practice, I don't, you know, people say, Carrie, that takes practice. And what I say is, you know, what it actually takes is experience. I don't ever really suggest to anybody to practice. I say, go play with it. Go play with it. Play, play, play. And let yourself have the experience of being aware of your, sensor, your senses, being aware of your body. Give yourself little baby step experiences because we don't need to scare the mind. It's not the point. We don't need to scare ourselves. Let yourself have little baby step experiences of being fully aware of what your senses are providing you. And watch how this foundation starts to build right underneath you. And the reason why it does is because it's so natural. When your senses are your priority and you let yourself have the experience of just receiving senses as information and navigating your life with that information, that is the natural system built in to help us navigate our world without judgment. So give yourself the experiences of it and, and watch a whole different um, experience of ease and grace come into your life. And it doesn't take 30 years of practice, thank God, because you know it is a lifetime. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it is a lifetime that you are engaged in rather than practicing for 30 years, hoping that one day your life will begin, right? So um, all of this, you know, again, it's a lot of words and it's concepts and ideas and, and maybe some heads are swimming and that's okay because the point is to feel, right? But building this foundation um, this is what the nine-week series is about that I share. So I want to tell you a little bit about that um, before we go because 
um, there's a nine week series coming up and if this is if this stuff is interesting for you and you do want to play with more I would love to share it with you the nine week series is um, it, it's simple it's it really is taking the baby steps of letting your mind be very clear what we're talking about and giving you uh, some assisted experiences so that you you can build this foundation and go oh that's what that is oh that's what that is wow when I feel this it connects with that wow that's what that is so the first three weeks of the nine-week series are uh, teaching the tools three really simple tools of awareness and it's mind watch the body it's uh, breaking energy and it's expansion these are things that you feel as they're happening you can't measure them you feel them and you start to get a confidence with yourself a confidence in your own relationship with yourself so the week one is tools of clarity week two is que asking questions without an agenda when you ask questions without an agenda the amount of information available to you is remarkable and then it then the third week is making friends with fear fear is gonna happen it's just true so when we make friends with it we can navigate it we can move through it and beyond it and you start to learn what fear feels like as information rather than this big overwhelming force and then the second three weeks is all about judgment week four is uh, let's spend some time judging judgment when you ha actually have permission to judge judgment everything changes like even play with that yourself uh, what if you give for half an hour Give yourself full permission to, to judge your judgment and say, okay, I think that's bad and I think that's bad. <laughs> and just play with it. Or I think that's good and, and I've decided that that's good. Just watch. It starts to show you judgments for what they really are. Um, week five is fear and judgment. It, they're very, very related. Week six is outcomes and fluidity. What is it about outcomes that would interrupt our fluidity? And how can we be fluid and still see the outcomes we want? How do we know what we want? It's a good one. And then the third three weeks is just pragmatic application. Um, week seven is moving from stuck to fluid. It's, and this is where you will be sending in questions and asking questions and we can just make it super real. Here's how it feels to move from stuck to fluid. Um, week eight is engaging with others without losing yourself. How can I be fully engaged and not give myself away and not be overwhelmed? Week nine is how to teach this to others. You know, maybe you're not going to teach it with the same, in the same words and the same ways that I do but um, having an awareness of how to teach this to others actually helps you get more clarity within yourself so I like to share that the nine-week series I'll post the links for you but it's also on my website under services 
and um, that starts January 11th. It's, uh, it's an amazing foundation, not, not so you can be like me, but so you can be more like you. And whatever you're doing in the world, whatever you're sharing, whatever work you do, um, having, not only having this awareness, like having the education for your mind, but having the experience of yourself, experiencing yourself with your awareness operating this way, it, it changes and expands your ability to connect with others, to, sh to be a light that shows others the way, to invite others to feel okay because you will experience yourself without judgment. You will experience your own presence without the electric shock of all the punishments and judgments that we think are normal. We think they're so normal we don't even recognize them. The nine weeks give you um, the tools to navigate your life as this experience of yourself. And it's a total honor to share these things with you. So I hope you'll at least check it out and ask me questions. I love share. I go cuckoo nuts. I love sharing it so much. And then um, the feedback from other participants is that, you know, un unsolicited is that they're getting exactly what the series was designed to offer and then some. So, and they get, people get more than what this was designed for because it's designed to, to have you experience yourself. It's just remarkable. And I'm just honored that I am a person who gets to share it with you. So um, check it out on my website, carrylake.com uh, slash nine week series with dashes in between, nine dash week dash series. And um, ask me questions if you have them. So I hope you enjoyed today's little chat about senses. And again, the point is give yourself the experience of what your body actually feels like. Give yourself the experience of sensory information without judgment. Play with it. And just, if it's new, okay, it's new. Let it be new. Give yourself the experience of not expecting yourself to have the answer and explore how it actually feels, how my body communicates when I go from the coffee shop to the mall, or when I go from the car to the office, or when I go from the office to the house, or when I go from traffic to mountains. What does my body communicate? And just notice the sensation before you try to have words for it. I promise the words come. I promise. That's why I have all these words, because they come from doing exactly what I'm sharing with you. So um, come and play. Ask questions if you like. And um, I'm just going to put uh, the link for the nine-week series right here so that I can pin it. Nine dash week dash series. And um, oh, no, there we go. Bing. 
And um, like I said, ask questions if you have them. Let me know how I can be of service to you and how all of this um, can be relevant in your world. Ultimately, that's what it's for. And believe me, it is relevant in your world because you're a human and you sense things and you're going to sense other humans. So um, the more clarity you have and the more you are adept at navigating through your senses, you will be stepping into a version of your own life that feels like grace. It is the experience of grace. No longer having to seek it. You experience it, it comes to you. And you'll know what that feels like because you're available to feel. It's good stuff. So thank you for being here with me, you guys. John, thank you for being here. And Mirka, hello, beautiful. Tony, I'm so happy to see you, Tony. Christina, Montrese, I love you. Blake, hello, Blake and Steve. It's always an honor that you're here with me. Jill, hello. And Sandrine, I hope you made it to your destination safely. Everybody, thank you for being here, everybody at Project Positive Change. Thank you for being here. And um, I will look forward to sharing with you again next week. Happy holidays. Take sweet care of yourselves because it's worth it. Talk to you soon.